0: Welcome to the Success IQ Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 133. For those of you who are new to the show, I'm a specialist in performance and mindset, working with entrepreneurs all over the world, supporting them to be the best and perform at their highest levels in life and business. And I achieve this through my coaching and online programs. If you're listening to this episode in the car, cafe, home, or perhaps if you're really lucky, somewhere exotic, my aim is for you to learn and implement the valuable lessons shared in these episodes. Remember, to be exceptional, you have to pause, reflect, and implement. This episode is sponsored by Card, but we're gonna hear more about them later on. So let's get started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. So we've got another great guest lined up for you this week. Mark Asquith joins us. Now Mark is a serial entrepreneur who has built globally successful design, marketing, software and digital businesses since he quit his real job in 2005. Billed as the UK's podcast expert, Mark is CEO and co-founder of Rebel Base Media, a podcast tech and strategy company that owns Captivate.fm, productivity, podcast websites, Podcast Success Academy, and Rebel Base Studios, and is well known as an insightful, thought-provoking, and actionable podcast industry keynote speaker. He's a widely approachable Brit and Star Wars and DC comic geek. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Hello, sir. How you doing? I'm really, really well, sir, and I'm really looking forward to this interview. So, before we dive into things, Mark, could you give us a bit of a backstory about how and what has brought you here today? Yeah, so, it's. A, I mean,
1: it's a funny one, really. I was just, um, you know just the same old story, you know, (laughs) did company life and then didn't do it. Um, that's the kind of short abridged version. You could probably kind of carbon copy any one of the quote unquote entrepreneurial stories. Um, and, and just kind of add it onto me. But I think it it was, it was really just from a different perspective from, from my side, you know, I've just got annoyed with people. People really annoy me like constantly. Um, but at the same time I really like people. So what I found when I was when I was younger, and even even now, like I've got to, I've got to be around the right people, which is why I'm in podcasting because everyone everyone is kind of the same. Um, so what I found was that I was just I was just turning up to work when I was like 23, 24, or however old I was, I forget, and just doing the same old crap, you know, the same old boring stuff every day was was the same stuff. But I didn't really like do, doing it because it was just stuff I was doing for someone else that you know I, I didn't really care about doing it. I was just doing it to get paid. Um. So then I just stopped doing it one day. I just I remember going in and just I I got a new job, um, and turned up on a Monday at like whatever time you start on the first day. Like they always give you a line, don't they? Like oh yeah, come in for half nine. And I think I think I left by about half eleven. So I was just I just just turned up at this new place and thought, what is this? This is grey and dull. So I just didn't do that anymore. And then been through all sorts of different things in the past. You know, I I was a consultant for a long time in my early twenties, and then. Formed a digital agency uh, that we did for about 10 years, um, which went well. used to enjoy that and then got into podcasting kind of about eight years into that. So I had a couple of years overlap on that one and then, you know, really dug into podcasting with Kieran and Izzy and Sam and the rest of the team that we've got now. um, And have been doing that really since about 2014 and then kind of full time. In in podcast text since about 2017, which is when we closed the agency down. So that that's a very pop marked version of it, but you know, that's that's pretty much where I got to uh, where I got to as of
0: today. Brilliant. So what was it that drew you towards podcasting? Um, not anything in particular,
1: if I'm honest. It wasn't necessarily the fact that it was podcasting that interested me. Like I, I was I was kind of in podcasting before it was cool. Like it was, it was, it was still that geeky stuff back when I got into it in 2013, which is still really recent. You know, there are people that have been in it since 2005. Um, but it was, it wasn't, it wasn't the thing like it is now. It was, it was like still this uncharted territory. And again, it still, it still feels like that now. It's still very much uncharted territory, but it was even more like the Wild West back then. Um, and I was just intrigued by the fact that you could talk about what you wanted and no one really cared and you know, people would listen to it. You could legitimately talk about whatever you wanted. And, and it always amazed me that people would tune in. So I'm like, this is awesome. Like, this is pretty sweet stuff. But then I, I kind of then got interested in the tech side of things. Um, and I didn't know it was going to take off. And I don't mean us, the business take off. I mean podcasting, technology, the industry take off. I didn't know what was going to happen with that. Um, and we just started tinkering, you know, it was just fun to be able to tinker in a, in a bit of a sandbox that people were receptive in, you know, everyone's very receptive in podcasting, which, which is what drew me to stay in it, because everyone really is quite nice. Um, like no one's a tool. I mean, you know, there's the, the, the odd tool, but um, the, the, there's, the, there's not that many in, in comparison to most other industries. And if they are, you just tell them stop being a tool. And they're normally pretty responsive to that. Um, so that kind of kept me in podcasting because everyone was really just happy for, for new stuff to be going on, which always intrigued me. You know, I've never, I've never been a leader in an industry before and I wouldn't ever put myself down as a leader in podcasting. But the fact that we make stuff that people use and they really love using it, is, uh, it's always amazing to me. Like it, That really amazes me every single day. It really does. That, that sounds really contrived, but it's
0: true. I think also the lovely thing about podcasting is it, it's easy to start there's not, there's not that a whole lot of tech that you necessarily need to start just to get going and at least give those people the opportunity to get started and to taste it. Exactly. That's the big thing. That's the big
1: thing. It's easy to get started, but to stay, stay rocking, to keep going. Um, there's a statistic out there which shows that if you make it past Episode 7, you'll probably carry on. If you don't, you'll probably stop. So most people have stopped by Episode 7, um, which I totally get. You know, it's one of those things where you either really love doing it or you do it, you try it, and you don't do it. It's like Kieran and golf. You know, he's, he's <laughs> sat down <looking> Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's the best golfer in this. I was, actually, he's the best golfer sat at his own desk. <laughs> so that's good.
0: But it, it's, it's the other thing is as well is it's interesting because I think I had three, three failed attempts before I found a way I wanted to do it. And I suppose it's also that perseverance of just because one way didn't work. Or for, actually, it might have been the platform I was using just wasn't really comfortable. And then I found different ways to be able to do it in order to feel more comfortable. And then you get your, I don't know, I always joke on with my kids, is you get your mojo all of a sudden when you start doing it and you start meeting the right people, as you say, and then you start experimenting and willing the willingness to experiment as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's key. I think that's a really important point, actually, that, Jeff. So... Like I've done probably
1: 1,100 or so episodes of podcasts in general. Um, when you count my original series, which was 150 episodes, when you count my DC comic show, my Star Wars show, you count the 7-Minute Mentor that was 650-odd episodes. When you count um, the podcast Accelerate that I've got now and, and, and you know all sorts of these guest shows that I've done. And I've only just hit on a format that I like, <laughs> only just with the podcast accelerator because this is the thing like you are taught that you've got to write in a certain way or you've got to be a, you've got to blog in a certain way or you've got to do, um, write a book in a certain way or do videos in a certain way. And no one's, no one's telling you what to do in podcasting. So you can actually be yourself. Like who's regulating podcasting right now. No one is regulating it. it. Might not happen in the future. Sadly, probably, but right now no one is. So you really can experiment with formats. Like, most people start by copying a format that already exists. You know, they'll do an interview show because they've seen Neo Fire or Pat or the have Ducker, or whoever. And then they'll think, do you know what, actually, and, you know, I'll be the first one to tell them that that might not be the best use of your time because people are tuning in for you. So why not give them more of you? And then inevitably people stop doing their interview show and move into doing something else. And, you know, it, then it becomes a case of what format do I like? Do I create segments? Do I do a 10-minute show, a 20-minute, 30-minute, 40-minute, 50? You know, what do I do? So you do, you're refining it and tweaking it. And the kicker is that you really don't have to be worried about doing that. Like, no, honestly, no one really cares. No one really cares. As long as it's decent content, the listeners that listen will keep listening. Those that were never going to stick around anyway, well, it's no great loss because, you know, you're going to lose them anyway. Um, so you can, you can afford to get really experimental with it and you can start to do some stuff that, 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 really en- that you really enjoy, that really kind of uh, floats your boat. Because if you, the second that it feels like you've, you've got a job in podcasting and you've, got to, you've literally got to turn up because you said you're going to, that's like the kiss of death for your show because you
0: just don't want to do it anymore. So that, that's a huge lesson I think a lot of people need to learn about, about producing a show. Yeah also it's interesting because I've 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 come to that realization as much as I love interviewing people and finding out you know what makes them tick and their success journeys I've got a lot of messages from my fan my, my my fan base my audience my listeners whatever you want to call it who have gone actually could we have more review and it's it's interesting because I suppose interviewing people gives you that confidence to go well let's in one way craft the art and then the other way gives you the comfort also i'm dyslexic so writing there's, there's no hope so it's you know this is the best way for me to be able to do uh, a produce of content on a consistent basis yeah and that's that's a really important piece as well like it's a very accessible
1: medium it's not like video where You've, you've got to create and then edit. Like, you know, in order to succeed in video, you have to be pretty polished, unless you're going to do kind of you know, crazy viral videos that are off the back of your phone. Like, to be decent at video, I feel like that the, in order to be professional and fantastic and make a pile of money from podcasting, you've got to be the same. You could have that same level of care and attention, but I feel like you can get further with podcasting without any editing. Like I genuinely could not tell you the last time I edited my show, and I'm sure there are people that are just thinking, "Well, <laughs> I can think of ways that you could edit your show, or you should edit your show." But you know what? Like the the, the, the for me personally, the amount of time required to edit that show versus how much further along it would get me. It's disproportionate and it's not worth it. So that's what I mean. I believe you can get further along in podcasting with just a lot more focus on the content and you the person as opposed to the technological side of it. Um, where I think, I, I don't think there are many other mediums that, that will allow you to do that. Does that make any sense at all?
0: No, yeah, totally. Because I mean, if you're right, you get the grammar police on your back. If you do the videos, <laughs> yeah, really. you know, you, you get the you get the people going, well, hang on, you're doing it like this. And there's that there's that space where they don't allow you to develop and grow. They, their expectation is, well, they don't want, I suppose, it's, it's lack of respect in, in one way. And then the other one, they just want to put their opinions forward. But yeah, podcasts, I've never had any question about my podcast. It's either, have you ever thought of this to try and change X, is, is positive feedback, not just stop doing it, where you quite often I seem to experience either with myself or with friends who are in the same space just to just get that sort of feedback. If you want the the unjustified, unrequired feedback that some people get. I've never noticed that in podcasting.
1: No, I'm the same dude. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've not. I mean, oh, I've seen it recently in certain areas of podcasting, technology in particular, where, you know, people will create technology and then some other people particularly some of the older guard people will just dive in with no thought or context and just be, you know, just, they'll just be, they'll just be tools. And, you know, that always, that always bothers me because it's coming from a place of fear. And, and, and I feel like that's where a lot of critiques come from in blogging, in video, they come from a place of, well, I'm, you know, this guy's doing it and I'm not doing it. This person's doing this and I wish I could do that. But instead of going out and doing it, I'm just going to be an absolute, I'm going to be an absolute tool and just comment because I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not confident enough to get out of my comfort zone and do it, do, it, do it myself. So I do feel like you don't get that in podcasting content. Sometimes in the industry you do, but that's why people like me exist. You know, we call that out. Um, and, I, you know, I'll always – there's myself and there's Evo and people like James Cridland in podcast industry and Kieran and, and a few of the other guys that will call that out and say, actually, you know,
0: live and let live. Stop being a, stop being a tool. Yeah, so you mentioned about technology, and um, you um, recently brought out a new platform, hosting platform, which um, I am part of, and I absolutely love it. What was your reason for that? What was your reason to go, do you know what, let's let's create this platform?
1: Yeah, so just to put some of this into context, we... Um, so we've always been a podcaster. So when we entered the podcast industry in 2015, we did it with a managed WordPress platform called Podcast Websites. Quite literally, does what it says on the tin. And as part of that, we we, we set out to be this all-in-one platform. So back back then in 2014, when we had the idea, um, podcasting was 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 not where it is now in terms of tech. Like creating a website for your podcast, it was not like it is now. It was it was tough, and linking all the bloody plugins up was a nightmare. Like, what do you need to do? What do you need to Link up. How do you even do this? Like what is this thing? Where do I put this code? Where, you know, it was just, it was a complete pain in the neck. So having a d- design and digital agency that built websites and platforms, it was just easy for Kieran and I to step into that and just say, well, actually, you know, we can do this. So we started life like that. But as part of that, what we did was we decided that if we were going to be this quote unquote all in one, we would need to offer podcast hosting. So media hosting, analytics, and so on. So we did, we included it. So we've actually been doing podcast hosting for five years. We've been doing it. We've, we've built up a massive data, intelligence, knowledge, support request, client-based, brand. You know, we've done it, done it all through this other platform that Rebel Base Media owns, which is podcast websites. So fast forward three, four, five years. You know, we always said that we wanted to spin out a media hosting platform only for two reasons. Number one, price. Podcast websites is a managed WordPress platform. It's a premium product, 97 bucks a month. It's very much a hands-off product for people. They can just hand the management over to us. But if they just want podcast hosts and if they want the service that we provide and the quality of personality and you know, just that people that really give a crap, you know, people that are really going to be there for you, if they want that from a media host, they probably weren't getting it elsewhere. And other podcast hosts are like 20 bucks a month. So we always knew from a price point that people wanted this stuff from us, but with 97 bucks a month with this big heavy WordPress website that not everyone needed, we, it was the wrong product for that audience. So that's the first reason for it. And the second reason was <laughs> we are just constantly coming up with ideas, which is why the product that we did bring out Captivate is, you know, even in its beta version, which it is in now, oh, we're in England now, so I can say beta, the beta version that we're in now, it's, it's way ahead of the other hosts because we intended it to be that way. You know, we intended it to launch and be the best because we, and that's, that's not to be arrogant. It's just to say that, look, podcast hosting is really, really easy. And it's really, really, really boring. But it's what you do that's over and above. It's the thoughtfulness. It's the interface, the personality, the support. That's the stuff that makes it stand out. Because Every podcaster needs this thing. Just like every person needs to drink water, but isn't it nice to get served some water from behind a bar by a, a person that's got a bit of personality and to be in a nice surrounding and to have very thoughtful touches? You know, it, it's, all, it's the same stuff. You know, it, there's no difference except for all the stuff that makes the difference. And, and that's what we did. You know, we wanted to be able to innovate and grow a podcast hosting platform, which is why we built Captivate.fm. And it's you know it's a 19 bucks a month product as opposed to a 97 bucks a month uh, managed WordPress platform. So that you know that's what brought us to this point, and and we launched that that version of Captivate publicly on the 29th of August, and and it's um, it, it's it's going well. It's it's gone well. You know you 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 are, you are thankfully working on on the platform, and it's great to be working with you on it. And it's you know we've got so many people like yourself that are just enjoying it, and it's we're very grateful for that because honestly it's been Kieran and I, even though we've got a team of people what we tend to do is we'll build the products ourselves in the early days. So Kieran and I, we just said, right, podcast websites is running. Let's let that run. Let the team do their job. Kieran and I are now going to work on Captivate. Let's build that. And it's been, you know, 13, 14, 15 hour days for the longest time. Probably, probably since what, I mean, Kieran sat next to me. What, January 1st, we kicked off Captivate. We started building Captivate January 1st, January 3rd. Yeah. And it's been constantly 12, 13, 14 hour days every day. Um, so when we see people using it, like there's nothing better than you literally posting a podcast out using it. When we see the player embedded on your website and on Twitter, I, I, there's, not, there's nothing better for geeks like us than that. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, from from a point of view, is I have compared to the ones that I've used in the past, it's night and day. And I think that's the, that's the and as you say, it's the little things that, Everything just—it's just the UI is lovely. It's just absolutely fantastic platform, and I love it. I'm I'm as happy as picking brown stuff, using it. So you know, I mean, it's it's a fantastic platform.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that, and it really is those thoughtful touches that. And I feel all right saying this, where normally I'd feel a little bit kind of arrogant about it, but it's the reason I feel all right saying it is because it's come from use. So we pushed Captivate Alpha out in April. Kieran went away. And I said to him, the day you go away, we're turning it on. And he was like, he was pretty, honestly, it was nuts. He was pretty reticent to do it. And I understand why. And I said, no, look, if we don't get, so we got people like Ian Anderson Gray. In fact, Ian Anderson Gray was our first non-employee user on the Captivate platform. And I just, you know, Ian just he got in touch. He was like, look, dude, looking for a hosting platform. I was like, well, sit yourself down, got something for you. And he, I literally said to him, mate, this is maybe 50% done, but it will do the RSS feed generation. The, play, uh, the In fact, the player wasn't even ready. And then I just said to him, but you can get your podcast in Apple Podcasts and you'll be all set. And he jumped on. He was like, yeah. So we got people on in the early days and we built it like that, like that. So that's the reason that it works like it does because we've had guys like you saying, do you know what? It'd be really cool if it did this. And because... We're a nice, agile, small team. We can literally say, do "You know what, Jeff? That's a really good idea. We're going to do yeah. it tomorrow." And that's
0: why. <laughs> yeah, and that doesn't happen in the big ones. It's never no. never going to too much bureaucracy.
1: Well, it's. Not, I think it's not only that, like, because none of these hosting companies are big companies, really. Mm, all right. Okay. Okay. It's more. It's more a lack of willingness, and it's right. This is a. I'm actually going to do a podcast episode about this because actually there's a there's a defensive stance that goes on in the industry. And I think it's been any, I've been in a lot of startups where we've challenged the incumbents in the industry. Mostly what they do is not complex. It's just what they've always done. So what tends to happen is that people will uh, in the, in the incumbents like the old hosting companies and so on and so forth, they will just make it feel more complex than it needs to be because they've got nothing to innovate with. They've got nothing else to give other than the stuff that was formerly complicated, the stuff that used to be complicated that is now simplified because technology's moved on. They that's the only thing they've got. So they defend it. They try to keep it complicated. And we see that so much with incumbents. And that's a lesson you can learn as a podcaster. You can learn what the incumbents are doing and build on that platform and build on that notion, build on that knowledge, build on that format, but make it your own and innovate on it and, and make it into the next thing, you know? So that I think
0: that's a lesson to be learned throughout all of industry, to be honest. Looking for a great business opportunity. BarterCard franchises are based on an area model, and it's simple. The more business you generate, the more you earn. Owning a BarterCard franchise gives you the control to be your own boss, along with the reassurance and ongoing support from a world-class global management team. Franchisees grow their business by meeting business owners and demonstrating how BarterCard works and how BarterCard is a key tool in the development of their business by guaranteeing to bring new customers increasing sales, saving cash and improving cash flow, providing the opportunity to fill their spare capacity or downtime and sell their excess stock without special offers or discounts, improving profitability, and providing an interest-free line of credit to preserve cash. In return, BarterCard provides a comprehensive support program including business planning templates, office setup and support regional marketing support and initial and ongoing training if you're interested in this amazing business opportunity please contact nadia ruhi on 0800 840 6333 that's 0800 840 6333 so let's jump over to the second part of the show um, where i'm going to ask you a set of questions um and the first question is, on average, how much time a week do you dedicate to self-development? That's body, mind, and spirit. Uh,
1: not enough on the body, uh, which okay. Sam will <laughs> tell you um, is is a problem at the minute. Um, 37 things slow down, you know. So I think the body, probably not enough. The mind, I do read a lot. Um, so I read, I read a lot of books. Um, so that's probably like an hour and a half a day reading, genuinely. Um, so yeah, that's probably the only development
0: that I do, really. Cool. Okay, question number two. What book has made the biggest impact to your self-development or personal growth and why?
1: That was just Kieran in there. You can edit that one out. <laughs> um, I think probably the biggest influence on, from a personal development perspective is probably um, the E-Myth Revisited. So it's, it's the Michael Gerber book, mainly because I got to a point when I was reading that where the organization needed to scale a little bit. And the scalability of an organization comes down to the accountability of the people. Um, and I think that was the, that's definitely the biggest impact that's, that's, that's happened over the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Brilliant. Okay, question number three. What app makes the biggest impact to your business or life?
1: Um, probably Captivate because we sell it so it makes us money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, I mean, that's a big one. Um, yeah. But in terms of the things that we use, I, I think absolutely Zapier. I think Zapier okay. is, is the best platform on the planet. I think the stuff that it does for us as a business is amazing. So Zapier, everyone
0: should be using that. Especially now yeah. they add that multifunctional and um, logic stuff. It completely changes it. Uh,
1: oh, it's, it's insane. It's, I mean, it's absolutely amazing. The fact that you can automate everything that you do without having to build a thing is absolutely crazy. I think it's brilliant. We use it a lot for customer experience. So when you sign up to Captivate, we'll, we'll link up our billing API through to a lot of customer success stuff that we do, you know, bonjoros, personal videos. Um, yeah, so fantastic, yeah, yeah. fantastic.
0: Oh, brilliant. Okay. Question number four, what's your biggest business mistake, which turned into a valuable lesson and what does it teach you?
1: Oh, it's hiring the wrong people. It's, 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 it's hiring the wrong people. That's, that's all it is. Um, and, and, you know, you, you've got to, I think everyone hires the wrong person. Um, from time to time, and it's it's understanding that they are the wrong person and just just cutting your losses with that. And it
0: sounds brutal, but if they're wrong, they're wrong. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. So question number five is what are your challenges in harmonizing work and life and how do you manage them?
1: We've just been talking about this, actually, Kieran and me. So Kieran and I have been been working literally since January 3rd or January 4th this year. We've been working 15, 16 hour days, and the biggest challenge is uh, not doing that because it's fun. Like we, 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 I don't think we've ever worked a day in our lives, and we're just now, what are we on, 24th, 25th of October, as we record this, we're now getting burnt out. So we've done 10 months of this, and we're only just now thinking, time to slow down. So it's actually turning it off. You know, it's, it's the ability to come into work at nine o'clock and leave at four and, and, and get meaningful work during that time without feeling like you've got to get in at seven, leave at six, have an hour, and then get back onto it. Uh, that's the biggest challenge is just going back to living an actual normal life. Yeah, Kieran needs to go and play golf.
0: You're not kidding, he's like <laughs> <lot of> practice. <laughs> okay, question number six. <laughs> what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Hmm. Just
1: number one, follow your gut, and number two, ignore people that don't matter. And I know that sounds really flippant and crass. But honestly, like 90% of people that are giving you advice, are giving you advice from the place of fear that they've got. Most people do not want to help you and don't want to see you succeed. But on the flip side of that, give people, give everyone the time of day, give everyone 10 minutes to chat and find out what's going on with them so that you can figure out actually how can you help them because what, whatever you put out there will come back at you, all right? So you've got to just deal with that. And the third thing is just be ballsy. Like, you, if, if you're going to fail, you're going to fail anyway. So you may as well be ballsy about it. may as well do the things that people tell you you can't do. You may as well do that idea that you think you've got no right to do. And you may as well have that opinion that no one else has got because you've arrived at that for a reason. So if you stand by that, you'll carve out a brand for yourself where most other people are just gray and melt into the background.
0: Yeah, no, that's brilliant. That's good advice. Okay, question number seven, what is your definition of success?
1: Uh, been able to wake up in the morning with the people around me that I like being around
0: and no one telling me what I need to do or where I need to be. Cool. Okay. Uh, question number eight, do you have any daily routines or rituals that make a huge impact to your day? Do you know what? Actually at the minute I don't, I'm very bad at that. So I used to do, I
1: used to be very strict on this up until January when we started working on this, but a lot of that has gone out of the window. Um, so actually starting next week when Kieran, Kieran's away next week and then when, we, when he comes back, we're actually both on a bit of a, um, you know, try and figure out a better routine for ourselves. So I want to go back to some of the reading in the morning, some of the exercise in the morning and a little bit of the, um, the
0: kind of personal mental development. Cool. Excellent. Okay, so the floor is now yours for you to share with the audience and tell us how we can connect with you how can they find out more about captivate and and rebel based media how can they do all that um please take it away yeah great question thanks for
1: having me jeff you're, you're a great host you've got a real uh, you've got a real good quality interview skill which i really appreciate um so i mean just just get me on twitter at mr asquith honestly just hit me up i could try and sell everything but there's no need just if you want a conversation about anything that i can help with at mr Asquith on twitter is the place to do it and uh, yeah whatever i can do i'll I'll answer and i'll be there
0: brilliant mark thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out your busy schedule and joining me on the show and i just want to wish you the greatest success thank you jeff
1: and likewise to you like i said you're a wonderful host you're doing great work so thank you and all, all the success to you
0: First of all, let me just say a huge and massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know you're listening. I really appreciate the support. If you would like to know more about me, the services I offer, how to connect with me on social media, then please visit www.successiq.co.uk. Remember, if you're interested in learning some great strategies that I teach or wanna be part of the amazingly supportive community where you can find lives, Q&A sessions and other great educational empowering resources, then take action and search for Success IQ Alliance on Facebook and join this brilliant group. It would be lovely to see you there. You can tune in and listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud and TuneIn and of course iTunes. And if you have enjoyed the show and have the time, please leave a rating and review because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm aspiring to do. I wish you the greatest success and remember, don't settle for mediocrity. Go out there and create and live the exceptional. Have a lovely week and remember, just one conversation can create a lifetime of results. See you next week.